Zumba, Zumba, Zumba. COVID-19 podcast series on a sake on a listening to the COVID-19 podcast series brought to you by Asake Online. Hello, Salibonani. Welcome to this episode of the COVID-19 podcast series brought to you by Asake Online. Mina ngingutari rochuma umgakeka golite okeza ngotkako. And today, we are going to be talking about how badly the tourism industry was affected by COVID-19. Today, Mlaleli, Silama Kes Etu, I too, two gentlemen who have been in the tourism sector for a while now. <laughs> I am so glad they could join us for this edition. And today, I asked them questions like, how bad is the damage that COVID-19 did to the tourism sector? Because we want to know where we stand. In order for us to chart a way forward, we need to know where things stand. And the second question was, to our guests, our tourism sector will be able to bounce back from the negative effects that COVID-19 has caused us. I truly hope the responses are going to be positive here. <laughs> we all could use some positivity in our lives. And the third question was, if you were to be given five minutes with the Minister of Tourism, what pointers would you give him? What direction would you give him? Because it is our prayer. And if there is one thing that COVID-19 has shown us, is that we cannot come out of this sticky place on our own. Kumele sifagamakanda etundaonye. And we come up with ideas on how we can bring our tourism sector back to its glorious days. Mlaleli, asilalele our first guest and hear what he has to say. So to answer your first question, I think the greatest disadvantage um, for tourism during this COVID-19 uh, breakout has been the fact that everything has basically come to a standstill. So nothing happening on the ground, no income whatsoever but yet people have fixed costs that uh, you still have to take care of so that's uh, definitely very difficult for a lot of people and uh, we're just praying that with the opening up that's now happening things will get better uh, last but not least i think that there's a lot that needs to be done in terms of uh, helping to market uh, Zimbabwe out to the rest of the world. Because I think if you look vis-a-vis -vis the rest of the region, we are highly priced. So we're very expensive. I mean, if you look at Botswana, you look at uh, South Africa, Zambia, we are very expensive. So uh, the suppliers need to actually relook at the models and uh, what they're supplying and what pricing models they, they need to survive without necessarily outpricing ourselves to the rest of the world. But in terms of uh, if I had a chance to speak to the minister, I think perhaps a starting point would be to look at giving the industry some tax breaks. I don't know um, 
what sectors they'd have to look at or what issues could be discounted so that we can decrease the price the final price to the customer and that way we become more marketable and a better option for people that want to come out and have a holiday and then the other thing that i would say to the minister is the debacle that we've just had with the mining in the wange national park you know such things do us more harm than uh, good and it's difficult to recover from such things in the short term it may look like maybe you get some money and uh, stuff like that but in the long term i think it's detrimental to us to the legacy uh, that is left behind uh, for future generations you know the wildlife is very important it's one of the key components of uh, selling zimbabwe and africa as a whole the rest of the world doesn't have what we have in terms of the species of animals that we have so that's a legacy that needs to be protected and we can't tinker with it once you start doing that a lot of people uh, that come out are actually conservationists so when they see things like that happening or hear about them they actually turn a blind eye or walk the other way and now to convince someone to come back and say listen no we've backtracked we're now doing uh, the right thing which is commendable it was good that government turned around quickly and stopped that issue but sometimes we don't even need to go that far this is something that should be protected uh, a legacy that should be built for future generations you are listening to the COVID-19 podcast series brought to you by Asake Online. Thank you so much to our first guest. I did not know that Zimbabwe has got wildlife that wildlife and animal enthusiasts would be interested in. Wow, Zimbabwe is indeed a special country. Zimbabwe is indeed a rich country. Now, Mlaleli, Aslalele, our second guest, and hear what he has to say. Okay, just to answer the first question, um, I think the, the worst drawback lockdown and COVID-19 have brought upon the tourism sector, in my opinion, is that a lot of people have lost their jobs due to companies not being able to pay all their employees' salary. You'll find a lot of companies have suffered major, major blows because, you know, tourists are many of, are what many companies rely on to keep their businesses open. When this pandemic hit, no one was prepared for it. And I believe a lot of companies struggle to recover from this. Um, I've got three sectors that I leave are very resilient. And if anything is ever thrown at them, they will pull through, they will, they will make it through all the way through. That is uh, teaching, nursing, and hospitality. I've got deep respect for those three sectors. It's gonna take time. It's gonna take a lot of time, uh, but I think with proper planning, um, I believe that it is very, very possible that uh, the damage done by COVID-19 will be something in the past and we'll get back to normal. I would have a lot to say to the Minister of Tourism, but let me stick to your, to your question on what point is I would give the Minister of Tourism to help bring the tourism back to life. All right, number one, uh, budgets for tourism need to be re-looked at and taken seriously. 
if possible, even to be increased. I come from a tourist town, Victoria Falls, and I know many people have suffered tremendously, and I know some financial help would definitely go a long way coming from our government. Uh, number two, to assist uh, all tourism companies with equipment to adhere with the COVID regulations and process. Number three, make sure that uh, um, like all handling of tourists at entry points is a smooth flowing procedure. I think that would definitely uh, help the situation. And number four, my last one, sympathy, uh, not, not sympathy, I think empathy. If the, tour, if the, if the ministry uh, of tourism show empathy, I think it would go a long way because a lot of people uh, in the tourism sector, they've, they've suffered from depression. I know and I'm actually doing a challenge at the moment it's a 25 day 25 push-up uh, challenge which are which I've started just to raise awareness for people who are suffering from depression or mental illness so I think a bit of empathy would would really go a long way from from our, our ministry and thank you so much to our guests I have learned a lot today today I have learned that not only do we need financial support from our government as the tourism sector, but we also need mental health issues support. We need the government to get us somebody who helps people in the tourism sector to manage their stress, to manage their frustrations. Thank you so much to our valued guests today and to you, our listener. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the COVID-19 podcast on Asake Online. My name is Tariro Chuma. And till next time, sanitize, wear your mask, social distance, and stay safe.